What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Common Folk Podcast. This episode, we wanted to try to do a quick introduction. We we did the recording and um, just kind of got lost in the conversation and didn't go through many of the details. So, quick introduction here before we get started. Good friend of mine, Nick Fitch, um, met him in Lincoln when I was going to college. Morgan and I both did. He's been a good buddy stayed in contact over the years. Another one of these guys who, who lives in Nebraska is running his own business. He's a DJ. Um, Nick the Quick is his DJ name. Uh, that's what he goes by. His company, his organization called Quick Pro DJs. That's where you can find him if uh, if you guys are interested after the podcast. Uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on the socials, Quick Pro DJs. DJs. Uh, so man, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, it was a lot of fun for us to catch up, had some good memories and it's cool hearing about how Nick's put this together and how he kind of stumbled into this whole DJ thing, even though, uh, his degree has something to do with the German language. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. Again, appreciate you guys listening. Um, check us out on all the different platforms, follow along, subscribe, comment, all those things that the platform's like, helping us grow the podcast. It's been going great. We're really enjoying it. So thank you so much for following along. And without further ado, here's our interview with Nick. Sun rolling over, acres of farmland, shining the light on the world. I grew up in no name, dirt roads, about to get tore up. All going down in a town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Back on the podcast, man. Yes, we are. Now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> there it now, is. Now we're ready. There now is. we're ready. I, I was listening to our last one myself. <laughs> you do that? I listen to it quite oh, a bit, okay. actually, yeah. I do too. <laughs> uh, like more than once? Probably four or five times. Oh, actually. stop! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> serious about this. Wow. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, like, I'm I'm a pretty calm kind of dude, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And like the intro, when I come out, when I start talking, it blows. What? <laughs> like I'm. It's like, like it starts like Burgett's going on the music. Yeah, yeah. Everything's cool. And then here comes Ben. Hey, welcome to Common Folk. I right, actually have thought that because I've listened <laughs> yeah. to other yeah. podcasts, and your voice should be excited yeah, more. But I like hey, it. I like it. I feel like it reels me in. Like I'm too excited. I'm over here. I'm over there. And Ben's like, "Would you just shut up and actually get to the show?" <laughs> You're always your biggest critic, though. Like, that's that's true. the truth. I yeah. don't think anything yeah. of it when I listen to. You them. don't? Nope. Oh, well, that's you, good to know. Well, yeah. yeah, I actually have. And I'm not just saying that because you have, but I listen to a podcast that you normally listen to, and he's pretty animated yeah, in the people, open. Yeah, a lot of people get like that. Like, I'm never going to get crazy. No, like, but that's, that's okay. not you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's who you are. Like, yeah. this is Ben yeah. Evers with Farm Pocus. Yeah. yeah. You, sh- you should be who you are. Yeah. Like, that's part of, yeah. I think, part of, like, the name Common Folk. It's the podcast. That's like, the truth. You're not going to be anything other than what you yeah. are. Yeah. 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 Who, yeah. Who is this mysterious voice? This mysterious that, that, that I'm hearing. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Who do we got here? <laughs> we have we have an interview today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, who is this guy? One of my good buddies. So let's give a little bit of background. So uh, one of my guys here from back in the college days, and I've got a couple of stories to tell, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're going <laughs> to okay. probably be real good. Okay. No, I good. think where he might be going with yeah, this. Yeah, we're oh. not going to get too crazy. Okay. Boy, I was going to say, do you want to hear these, Morgan? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's I don't know if I've been hear. there. I might <laughs> have been knows. there. Oh, man. She was involved, wasn't she? I'm confused. I don't know where you're going with this. (laughs) Just go ahead, Ben. All right. So, uh, you know, by now, let's put a little timeline on it. So we're we're 40. Mm -hmm. We're we're the Mm -hmm. 4-0. I'm 43. This guy's 43. Okay. Andy, how are you, Andy? 40. 40. 40. We've already established So we got three 40s and we got 40. (laughs) Because I thought he was like 25. So it was years ago, it was like 2001, 2000, uh, we make our way to college. So Nick, and and we'll get into this in a minute, but you were what at that time, sophomore-ish, junior? In 2000? I would have been about probably a junior. Yeah. 
So uh, Morgan and I moved to Lincoln. We go to uh, the University of Nebraska, decide that that's what we're going to do. It's great. Morgan's sister's in a a sorority. Mm -hmm. She decides to join it. Her sister's husband, which by the time, like, it was well decided that they were, like, lifelong partners. Sure. Right? I mean, you knew them at that point. Yeah. Uh, So Dusty, he gets me involved in the fraternity. Right. It's not your typical fraternity. Especially for Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good dudes, uh, but it was it was it was different because there was no house. Right. It was early on. Were you how how close were you involved in the founding? I was part of the You were first, one of the guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't first think I knew that. Class. Yep. So yeah. the Pi Kappa Alpha Fraternity and the University I think of Nebraska. Dusty was too, if I remember right. Okay. He had to have been close to it. Yeah. Uh University of Nebraska Lincoln. So these boys were starting up something that was that was special. It I recognized that it was special. It was cool. Um, so got involved. We didn't like I said we didn't have a house. We were doing our thing. It wasn't like it wasn't this crazy like, you know, people's typical view. Yeah, it allowed for a little bit of like, a little bit of a different, um, different aspect to the fraternity life. Like for me, the big difference was not having a house. I was still able to live in the dorms. I lived off campus for a little bit, but then came back to campus when I found out that there was an RA position that I could mm. probably get. I knew the the RD knew me. He rec- he kind of was like, you should apply for this. And then that became free room and board. Like, Oh, is that what they got? Yeah. As an RA, you get... You have you all of a sudden have no rent and no food costs. I didn't like my RA. Really, <laughs> it's usually the way it works. <laughs> so did people I like you? I kind of want to hear this story. I think so. I think so. But hey, maybe not. Maybe I was oblivious. <laughs> no, was like I first a, RA I think, anyone ever liked. Right here. I think they liked me. I never. You didn't crack down on the I alcohol. I never. I never busted anybody on any. Alcohol or drugs, but, but did you, you run into I some. You could have. Okay, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. But you kind of <laughs> like turned a blind eye. Yeah. In fact, in fact, uh, I remember, uh, gosh, a um, couple guys that were also in the fraternity. They, I totally saw alcohol in their room one time. <laughs> and John Wilkie and uh, God, he's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, "You didn't remember my name." Oh, Kirk Hansen. Wilkie. They were roommates. Wilkie and Kirk. They were roommates. And one time I walked into their room. They were, you know, they they lived on my floor. And I walked into their room and cases of beer. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, (laughs) blind eye, turn, like, say hi, but, like, I'm out of here. I really hope that those guys listen to this. Like, somehow this (laughs) ends up... They will. I'll, I'll make sure that they listen. Man, I, I want to hear from them. I, I love those guys, yeah. man. We you haven't so talked fun. to them? They're not that far from it's you. It's been a while. It's they been a couple of years. They live in Elkhorn. Yeah. Yeah, they were Elkhorn boys. If I remember yep. right. Yep. So. Uh, Sorry, that was a little sidetrack on the side RA. Track. Yep. So yeah. we did. So we did that. Um, so we're down in Lincoln. We're having a, we're having a blast. We're doing all of our thing. Um, fraternities, like I'm getting really involved, doing all my thing there. Uh, meeting guys like you, you know, connecting, having a great time, um, building my future, right? Like, you guys are role models, you know what I mean? I'm seeing what you guys are doing, following in the footsteps, those kinds of things. Sure. Um, at, so then, uh, not too long, how far were we into our freshman year? Maybe halfway through? Christmas. Christmas, yeah. At that, It was Christmas, yep. So we were back for Christmas break. Morgan gives me a call. Uh, I know where that's going. <laughs> oh, man. I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, oh, Oh, my boy. God. My life's over. I remember over. that. I remember it. Here we go. I remember it. Yep. yep. So uh, so we decide, you know, amongst ourselves. I mean, we're, we're, we're not married or anything, obviously. So young, too. Yep. 19 years old, somewhere in that range. Right. Um, we decide... All right, well, we have to figure out how to make this happen. Right. Right. So the fraternity's having weekly meetings and these kinds of things. And I tell whoever was in charge at the time, like, hey, guys, I, like, I got an announcement to make. You know what I mean? So they're like, all right, you'll get some time tonight. Right. <laughs> so we go, we go to these things. We're, we're all, like, in suits and right, stuff. Right, every Monday. Yeah. Like, we're all dressed up. Um, 
Like my suit was probably three times too big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and know? we still have it. It's too yeah. big for you now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I, I, I feel uh, like a badass. Like I'm walking down the streets, like in my cool stuff, dressed uh, up, everything. You suit, know, suit, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But we go to the meeting, and um, so I'll never forget this. So uh, I get my chance to stand up. I get to talk, and uh, I'm like, "All right, guys. Well, this is, uh, you know, things are changing for me. Right. You know? So my girlfriend just called me. She's pregnant. You know, like all this." And I'm heartbroken because, like, we were having so much fun. We were doing our thing. But I don't know what it's like to have a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I do know that I got to take. Never do. Got to take the responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm crying a little bit going through the thing. Um, main thing I remember. So I say that. Nick Fitch, my buddy right here across the table from me. Oh, boy. Where's, what did I do? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't rem- I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Raises his hand. Oh, shoot. I'm like, yeah, Nick, what's up, buddy? Did I say something, a joke? He goes, he goes, are you sure it's yours? Oh, Oh. my gosh. (laughs) No, I was joking. I was joking. What the hell? (laughs) I totally forgot I said that. I ain't no ho. Because you said, you you must have said Morgan's pregnant. Uh, I'll never forget that. He he didn't specify which the ice. Breaking the ice. So everyone starts laughing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because I'm like, I'm wrecked. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then you say that, and I'm just, I just start busting out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm kind of that way. Like, if things are too serious, okay, let's. I mean, I don't intentionally do it really. Yes. It's yeah. just like something comes out, like, hey, say not? something stupid just yeah. to crack lighten a the, joke. Yeah, lighten the mood, lighten the tension. Right. You know, everyone gets it that this is a life altering time right. for Ben and what he's going through. God, now I'm yeah. like reliving it because I, I, I wouldn't have remembered that if he hadn't said it. I don't, you're I already don't laughing I've... at his suit. I mean, so you were already in that frame of mind. To and crack I've a never joke. heard this yeah. story. Yeah. I don't think I've heard it since. Like, I don't, nobody's reminded me of that yeah. time and, yeah. until now. Yeah, it was funny. And and your daughter is how old? You said she's tw- almost twenty one. Right, right. Yeah. So this was twenty one years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. you know, so fast forward to now. Today she leaves, heads back to college because she's. Oh, been was here. she here? Like she was. Uh, oh, just until yeah. this morning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She yep. just left this morning. It's crazy. Heads yeah. back to college. Um, she was here for what two, three weeks? Yeah, three, three weeks ish. Um, because she's a. Uh, she's her own person now you right. know what i mean like she's out doing her thing so you think about oh yeah it's summer break come back three months whatever let's do our thing it's so much fun whatever but she's got all these responsibilities and all yep. the stuff she has to do so she's heading back um which is great you know to see right. that happen and right how far it's come but it was crazy oh that's wow. a funny story yeah i should like <laughs> just like evilize you no, I'm no. i know I'm i knew totally it was kidding. Your, i knew it was your. i know he was I'm like kidding. those college girls man oh, i don't know damn. i don't know she a party girl yeah <laughs> not at all no, you guys were you guys are always like one in the same like yeah it yeah, was, it was a total joke yeah for sure that's for sure. funny so uh so what are we doing so we're here with nick my buddy nick fitch um what we wanted to chat about a little bit today, Nick, uh, DJs, and has DJed since back in the day, and we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit. But again, just kind of keeping with the theme of a lot of the folks that we talk to from Nebraska, running a Nebraska-based business, running their own business, how has that worked, what are you doing, you know, all these types of things, and those are the kind of things that mm-hmm. we want to chat about a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things that we've kind of stumbled across, a lot of people have a successful career, you know, in a different world, in a different realm. Uh, but they're just not quite happy at their core. And then something triggers them to just, you know, set that aside and put themselves out there and chase this dream, if you will. Uh, And some people, you know, risk a little bit more. Other people, you know, kind of work their way into it. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, you know, DJing, uh, you know the joke. I'm sure you've heard it. Oh, yeah, DJ, I own an iPod, too. <laughs> I have an iPod, too. <laughs> There's a little bit more that goes into it than that, yeah, you yeah. know, especially if you're going to make a living. So, like, did you just totally let go of a security net, or were you already kind of immersed in it? Did you have work early on, or how did that uh, happen for you? Um, so, I mean, I kind of started – I was interested in it even before I was in college, um, and then I bought some equipment – uh, like little CD turntable type things when the technology was coming around where you could make like vinyl turntable type sounds with CD, but okay. CD equipment. Um, 
And so I was interested in that. I remember I bought one and I told myself, I'm going to play with it a little bit and see if I want to put the money towards a second one, right? First day I got it, I was like, oh, I totally need that <laughs> second one. Like, I'm totally going to get that other one. And and I was doing uh, – I had a friend who was a broadcasting major, and she wanted to do a radio show on the uh, university station, mm-hmm. KRNU. And for whatever reason, thought I would be a good co-ho- co-host and um, maybe – I don't know. Maybe I'm just outgoing or whatever. Whatever reason she wanted me to be a probably co-host. something like that. Yeah, yeah probably dropping jokes and stuff. Maybe, maybe. And so I started co-hosting that with her, and collecting a ton of music uh, because of it. And at the time, I was buying all edited music. Um, and back then, you had to you had to like go buy the stuff. I was you know, just gonna it was, say it wasn't yeah, it yeah. wasn't like you just download it. Um, so what does that look like when you say collect music then? I was then? I had a ton of CDs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was building up a pretty big CD collection. Okay. And uh and then after doing that show with her for a while, she I th- maybe she graduated and then I was doing it on my own for a while. Um if I remember right. Uh but there was this one guy who was a friend of mine and he was the president of his student organization on campus and he was going to be having a party and he was looking for DJs and he was like man these DJs they charge they charge like they want $475 man like <laughs> college kids like that's a lot of money yeah for him as the president that was a lot of money and also for me as a as a kid you yeah, know that's like three and a half kegs yeah right oh, yeah. no oh at that time that was like four kegs <laughs> yeah. five kegs right? that was like a lot <laughs> kegs of kegs were a lot cheaper back then there was a lot of tacos too yeah yeah so so, and he and he had heard he was an avid listener to my show. I always I always promoted that show really hard, and and he was like, I know you have all this music. You, I hear you play this music on the show, and if you had some equipment, because at that time I only had the little CD turntables. If you had like speakers and everything, I would totally hire you for this party. And so then this light just went off. Like, man, I could be. I could be doing this. And then because I, I, I looked into how much the equipment was going to cost, I was going to have to drop like five grand. Jeez. Mm. And as a college kid, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have five grand just sitting around. And so I started thinking about how can I come up with this money to, to get this equipment. And so I talked to – going back to what we were just talking about, our fraternity, um, I went – and talk to the exec board. I, if I remember right, I might have been the recruitment chair at the time, or I was I was involved enough that I mm-hmm. was in touch with the uh, uh, exec board. And I tried to convince them. I was like, okay, if you guys spend this five thousand dollars, <laughs> oh my gosh, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys yeah. spend this five thousand dollars, I will do enough parties to pay it off, and then after you know, like. Right. And I said, basically, at I knew that we were paying a guy who I'm still friends with, actually. He still DJs around Lincoln, but he was doing our parties, mm-hmm. and he was charging like three seventy five a night. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll do it for two seventy five, knowing like this guy's he's really good. Yeah, he's experienced. I just have this music, and I don't know, I don't know anything about scratching or anything, you know, like <laughs> mixing. I don't know anything like that. So, um, but I talked to them. And my that was my plan A: get get um, them to pay for the equipment, and at two seventy five a night, I would work enough. Basically, what did I figure? That's maybe like twenty parties. I don't know uh, my yeah. math probably off a little bit, I'm just rounding. But and they shot it down. They're like, no, no, <laughs> no, we're not dropping five grand. You know, I said, well, plan B starts going through my head. Well, how about if if I buy it? Will you guys hire me for your parties? So you got like a secure oh. right. Income. So I knew, yep. and and at that time we were doing parties like it's it is different now. We were doing like third party vendor type parties every other weekend, you know. So like as a college kid, two seventy five every other weekend. Like once I talked to them with this plan B, that was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they could have backed out, but like. They said that they would hire me. Yeah. So your 19th party would have put you just over the top. Good job. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> so quick math there. Um, 
So then that was my plan B, and they said, yeah, we'll do that. We'll hire you. Two seventy-five. We're we're paying three seventy-five right now. So sweet, cool. yeah. And most of the parties were like two fraternities, two sororities, and like I didn't get too much work from the other fraternities that we did stuff with, but all the sororities. Oh, he plays stuff because like I was a college kid. I knew the songs that they liked. Yes. And so all the sororities like, we want you for our next party. Cool. Let's go, right? Yeah, and it just snowballed. Oh, I didn't know that's how it snowballed. So, Absolutely, that's wh- how it. Totally so your CD snowballed. collection had a lot to do with your initial opportunity. Yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't as easy to get music. Like you did have to build up a collection. Yeah, I mean, who else has Britney Spears and Destiny's Child? You know, all the hits, right? <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> if Britney Spears was even around at the time. Yeah, she was. Yeah, all yeah, age. I was. Yeah, maybe. Ninety-seven Hit me, baby, is. One I mean, more it was. Time. Yeah. I wasn't playing a lot of Britney Spears. Oh, listen to this guy. I think I was playing. I think I was playing like probably some Lil John and yeah, maybe yeah. There was a lot of like wait, but so where did you get the money? Did you go ask mom and dad? Oh yeah, so that was the major part of the story there. So (laughs) did you get a side job? Robbed a bank. No, I'm I'm a little nervous that my mom and dad are going to listen to this. Oh boy, (laughs) it's all right. I had I had a credit card. Oh, okay. My dad and I were signers on the card. It was f- supposed to be for emergency reasons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is your life's work at risk. What I, more could there be? Hey, you paid it off. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. Or wait, you still have that balance. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> it's long. I did I did have a plan to pay it off. And I honestly, I don't even know if my dad even ever found out that I put that charge on there. I don't yeah. know how close he looked at it, whatever. I mean. But I, but I definitely have paid that off for sure. So you hit, you hit the card, and then it's yeah, boom, off to the races. Yeah. Dropped five thousand dollars on the credit card, and that was like heavy. I'm sure. Oh yeah, that was a lot of money at the yeah. time for yeah. me, especially. Wow, and I'm surprised your limit was even like. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Well, it dad was, was like, on yeah, it. dad was. Oh, on it. duh. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it was like a ten thousand dollar credit credit yeah. limit. Something like that. So what a cool story, man! Because and th- and that's exactly the stuff that I love to hear about. Because you you get this idea, mm-hmm. and then you're you're driven. You're just like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do, man. Like, no well, one's I'm, gonna stand in my way. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. Yes, but no, I had no idea it would continue on as long as it has. Sure, but but you knew that what you were doing initially there right. that you were gonna outrun that. Right. Right. I had a plan to pay that. Yeah. Like to at least break even. And and the crazy thing is is, you know, it took like that first school year, I I charged everybody uh if I remember right, like two seventy five. And but the next school year I was so busy with it that I upped my prices to three seventy five. So like as a college kid, work four hours and yeah. make three seventy five. Yep. Heck yeah. Like the last two years of college, if I remember right, maybe even because I took five years to graduate, maybe even five and a half or something like that. Five in a summer, if I remember right. <laughs> I took one summer class to get my fat, finish that degree. But anyway, um, something not too long after I started DJing, I paid for the rest of my school with DJing. Dang. I had the RA position, paid my room and board. And then the tuition was all DJing. See, but that's yeah. smart. Graduated, I mean, you're really graduated with no school debt. Thinking, yeah. That's I mean, that's tough. And you think about, like, I know so many people who have 60 grand in debt, yeah. 100 mm-hmm. grand in mm-hmm. debt, school debt, graduated with no debt. Ran through it. So, I mean, that's something I'm proud of. Heck for yeah. For sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, it meant, like, it's interesting because you hear a lot about, like, the debates on should we uh, just wipe student debt. wipe out yeah. student debt? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I worked a lot of weekends so that I didn't have that debt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could have mm-hmm. been out enjoying. I mean, I I sacrificed a lot, and I'm not saying. I mean, yeah. There's no doubt that you sacrificed because I I remember. Yeah. Doing that, you know, like being at the parties, right? And, and you, you were having a great time. Yeah, and you're and I, DJing. Don't get me wrong; it's a fun job. It was fun, but sure. You're working. Yep. It's definitely yep. worth. Yes. Yep. Yep, and when you're super tired and you got to haul these speakers up flights of stairs yep. and down, like it's work. And I I remember thinking that. Yeah, like yeah. the DJ is a guy that's no different than I am. Right. We're out here. We're in the same environment. We're all we're all out here all out here to have a good time. Right. And he's decided that he's going to work. First guy there, last guy out. Yeah. yeah. I 
you know, honestly, like the more I think about it and as we go through this, um, I, I think what you did and what I saw was a big inspiration for, you know, to help drive me to what I'm doing today because I would see that and I would right. be like, this guy, man, like he's given these things up to do this. Right. And I never really understood why. And at some point, like, I think a lot of people come to that realization, like you, at some point as an adult, I wasn't an adult yet, but like you have to make sacrifices to like, okay, like, do I want to have a great time or do I want to make some money and start saving up money or like whether it's to pay for kids or to um, at some point maybe you decide to invest for retirement or something like yeah. at some point you're you're sacrificing for some future stuff yep. you yep. know yeah so yeah I was just happened to be in college still when I was doing it and I'm glad you guys went down this path because that's what I was thinking when when just your your average Joe thinks DJ, oh he's just a partier, oh he's just out there drinking <laughs> beers or vodka drinks. No, 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 no. He's in that environment, but you're on the other side of it. Right. You're 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 in the entertainment business, and yeah, you're there, but you're working. So it's yeah. a it's an entirely different scheme. Uh, I get it through the broadcasting deal. Like, oh, what a tough job. You get to go to football games every Friday and Saturday. Right. Uh, yeah, but I got to be there three, four hours before kickoff. Yep. Right. I got to stay there after. Then when I get home, I got to write an article or I got to cut a highlight package and talk about it the next day and then pregame, postgame. Like, and it's weekends. And it's weekends. Yeah. Like, yeah. You sacrifice your weekends. <laughs> and well, nights, that's when right? people yeah. Nights and weekends. And that's when people, the average person is doing family stuff. The mm-hmm. average person is doing friend mm-hmm. stuff, barbecues with their friends. Like... I, I, I didn't yeah. think about this until you just brought this up, but it, I can relate because yeah. because you are really sacrificing. That's when everybody else is doing social stuff and everybody looks at my job as a very social thing. But it's like in a way it's very antisocial because yeah. you're yeah. busy when everybody's having their social time. And it's cool. I mean, it like it's fun and stuff like you're interacting with the crowd and those, ki- sure. those types of things. But those are people that you don't even know. Right. Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do know a few. There might be yeah. a couple, but right. but the point is is that like if you're at the barbecue, like those are the those are the people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a different kind yeah. of interaction. Yeah, and because I've missed out on a lot of that, like it makes me value that so much more. Sure. Like now, you know, when I just whenever I think about like my friends and like, you know, I I if I get a night off or a day off, like a, a weekend day off, it's like I want to do something with like mm-hmm. friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's Definitely. hard on relationships, you oh, know. I it's bet. like no doubt stuff like that. It's yeah. it's real tough, but but maybe it's the you same. really do. Yeah, you yeah. really do value your time with right. your family, with your friends. Uh, when you don't, especially when you don't have something coming up, because yeah, I'll do a, a Friday night football game in Central Nebraska. You know, and those are Friday night lights, right? Mm-hmm. Then I got to turn around and do a college game Saturday morning or kick off at noon. Yeah. Like, that's a quick turnaround. You got to be on. You got to be happy. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's another thing. It, it's the entertainment business. I can't just roll out of bed and do a college football game. If I tried to do that, I'd get tore apart. I might even get fired. No, I got to be this. <laughs> right. I need to be this happy-go-lucky. Ah, it's not the quarterback's fault. Uh, you know, he just needs a little help around. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you got to sure, sure. you got to be positive in it. I I actually enjoy that because I feel like it makes me better a better and, me. And I'm sure you know? there's prep work that goes in. Oh like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Just like there's prep work with what I do. You have to do research and you mm-hmm. have to know what you're going to talk yeah. about. I mean, yeah. you can't just like go into something blindly. No, right. Not at all, especially when you have all these different sponsors. I always go back to that, too, because, you know, we own businesses and we tag it or sponsor it or want to support it. And I just think of, you know, the gas station or the hotels or whoever is buying advertising time during that football game. Like, man, you better put a pretty good product together. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. You know, mm-hmm. so. And, and I guess going back to the DJ business, um, some stuff, some some gigs that I do, because I'm very experienced, maybe I can get away with only prepping one hour or something, you know, or 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 even if it's something. But yeah, yeah you I mean, you game almost, that almost every game, uh, almost every gig that I have, I have to do at least some prep, like probably at least an hour, you know, just downloading music, just downloading the yeah. new stuff, whatever. But you know, the one that's on my mind right now, we talked a little bit about it, College World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two weeks away and I've already been like 
pretty seriously prepping for the past week. Well, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah, it's my biggest gig I of mean, the year. I mean, it's sweet. Yeah, I think we what, gotta, we're going to call. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people can relate as far as that goes. And, and for me, um, what you said was you go, there's like maybe some gigs I don't have to prep as much. Sure. But right. I still get paid the same amount, <laughs> right. you know, whatever, right? right? But that's what people have to understand is that you're getting paid for that experience. So mm-hmm. like how I can relate to that, like if I if I relate it to the automotive world, because that's kind of how I came mm-hmm. up, you've got these automotive technicians who are professionals in their field mm-hmm. and they've done these things a hundred times and they can do it, you know, very efficiently and right. so on and so forth, whatever part they might be changing out or whatever problem they might be diagnosing or whatever, mm-hmm. they can do it literally like it, it might take your shade tree mechanic 10 hours to do that and it'll take your professional mechanic two hours to do it right so should the professional mechanic only get paid for two hours right you know no. what i mean yeah no because his experience comes in her experience comes in on everything that they've done up until then to right. be able to get paid for that you know what i mean so it's, yeah. it's the same kind of thing like when i do weddings you know people want their wedding done right People don't want. Oh yeah. People don't want the guy who just turned nineteen, just yeah. got into DJing. Like, yeah, he's gonna ruin your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I got I mean, a lot of love. A day, I got a lot DJ. of love for like the young DJs. Whatever. Everybody has like something that they bring to the table, but if they yeah. don't have some experience, like it's not gonna be the greatest night yeah. for these for this couple. And uh, and. I do charge a lot for weddings. That's where I pay, like, that's where I really make my money. And sometimes it's rare, but every once in a while somebody is like, that's like $200 an hour. I'm like, you're not paying for the hours yeah. that I'm there. Yeah. You're paying for the years, the 20 plus yeah. years of experience that 100%. I've got. And you're spot on. And that's why you can get away with only prepping an hour for a certain show. Cause you already sure. have that experience. You already put in the hours, the time, the experience, right? right. you know? So like, I don't. I don't even like to look at it like that, you yeah. know, because if, if this is the third time I'm calling the same team, like I really don't need to prep. I know the players. I know the coaches. Sure. And I, you build these relationships over time. Like yeah. there are certain teams that if I go do a game for them, like I, I'm on a first name basis with the entire coaching staff. Right. Right. You know, so like less prep goes in that, but look at the whole picture. Yeah. A lot of prep. All, years yeah. of preparation have gone. Well, into and this also next game. like. Going back to that first system that I bought. Yeah, the first system I bought was $5,000, but now I bring over $10,000 worth of equipment to every gig that I do. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of money that's involved, too. There so. is, 100%. You mean you don't just hook your iPhone up to a no. speaker? Oh, <laughs> no. Huh. Okay. All right. But, hey, even if it was just an iPhone and a speaker, I mean, like. That's like 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's 1500 right there. Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Maybe blue, two grand. Bluetooth speaker. Right. Just jam that thing in. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a little more than that. Nick yeah, did no our wedding. Yeah, for sure. It was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. yeah. I remember your father with the shotgun. The whole <laughs> remind me where where was we had the Nebraska tornado. City. That's right. Yeah. In and Nebraska it was City. In Nebraska City. That's yep. where it was. Literally oh, wow. the tornado. Oh wow. And we moved it. And I remember. So, and that's you know. Yeah. A lot of DJs might not have moved. Oh, exactly. I mean, we're in and we out. We moved to an, di- an entirely different venue. We're mm-hmm. in an outside like, barn. Yeah. Yes, our invitation said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, rustic barn. It okay. was a suite in Nebraska City. Okay. Yeah. And we're outside jamming out. I think we played I Danced we, With My Dad. If I remember right, we ben did play and a I few pl- songs. A few songs, and the cops came and said, there's a tornado coming. Everyone needs to leave or go up to the hotel, the lodge. So we continued so, the party at the hotel. So the That's people awesome. that leave literally drive into the tornado so that was not a good idea right oh no so nick's grabbing all of his equipment of course it's pouring raining go up i mean we have to get in vehicles i want to say was it like maybe three blocks away or it was was it like yeah it was fairly close we had to load everything up yeah and the people that wanted to stay were the young crowd that stayed i mean we had to take cover (laughs) in the hallways for an hour and i remember at the time, I we didn't realize kidding. how big of a deal it was. But it then the a... news the next day was like, 
town's town. entirely <laughs> yeah. wiped out, oh, and yeah. we're like, oh, well, we just All the oak partying trees wiped this way. Out. So yeah. we're partying in the hallways, you guys. drinking. I'm not kidding, Andy. You can't make this up. I'm so just... I'm crying. Ben's like, stop crying. We can't do anything <laughs> oh, about it. You know, It's and not so, about that, Ben. I know. I'm like, it's I so plan. Funny. Yeah. It's so funny doing this podcast because like, you guys are bringing back memories of mine that I kind of forgot. Like. Yeah. You know, I don't. It's not that I forget that wedding at all. You can't, you can't like forget that right. wedding. Just, but it, I kind of like forgot that that was your your wedding. I've done over six hundred weddings now. Yeah, like, probably seven hundred. And that was you probably know, like, the lose track, right? beginning part of your wedding. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay, how long have you guys been married? So we just had our eighteen-year oh anniversary. Gosh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ask okay, her. so so. I probably had only been doing weddings for probably. maybe a year. Or two. It had to be yeah. early on. It was super early. So, the, but then when we get over the hotel, uh -huh. they only have one area to to like everyone hang out in, and this so, amazing marine group was having this. It was, I, I believe, it was marines. They were having some meeting. Mm -hmm. I th think they felt so bad for me. They <laughs> gave up their ballroom oh wow for our wedding party really and we took it over and we had to order pizza i love that i mean like, i love that it, it was it ended up being yeah you know the more of the details night. than i do i just know that i had to like it was a lot of work pack for up you. this equipment and and, and get wet. the music started as quickly as possible and you did because it. you don't want to you don't want to like have people sitting around like right mm -hmm. dead and let air yeah, that's, and that's the, the thing the about the music going. like that's what gets everybody going yeah right so as soon as you got that going Everyone was like, oh, oh we like, shit, the party's whoa. back on. Let's yeah. go. Right. You know right. what I mean? I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that it was like, well, we did it. We I got absolutely. it. Like, we're back. I just love that entire story. I mean, especially for, like, our international and national audience. Like, that is Nebraska nice across the board. And you can't yeah. get more Nebraska than our wedding was in Nebraska City in an open-aired barn. A tornado was rolling through. That's true. So we went to the local hotel where the Marines were having right. an event, and they gave us their ballroom. That's an interesting. Yes. And, like, yeah. and this DJ here, he's like, all right, and just rolled with the punches and set it up. Like, yeah. you just had exactly. so many things fall in line that I just feel like describes Nebraska to a T. I mean, yeah, honestly, sure. it was amazing. And one of the pluses is all the ladies would know. You have to send, like, thank you cards. Mm -hmm. I had to send, like, generic ones because cards were not on the right presence cards were oh, missing wow. we didn't know who we got <laughs> stuff from we still have things i'm like i don't no know idea. so it was like a generic thank you like thank you yeah. so much Ooh, for joanne still, it was like joanne a, still talks yeah, about probably all yeah. the stuff just got packed it up did. as quickly so as possible people were just <laughs> throwing stuff in their cars i mean it it was a madhouse yeah. so anyways not to go yeah it was but fun. it was so cool because that yeah. was early again in your career right. when you're talking about weddings yeah, I had been and, I had been DJing already for, so I've been DJing for like twenty three years approximately. Okay. And I think I started doing weddings about twenty years ago. Jeez. So if you guys pretty two years in for, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, and and the way I got started doing uh, weddings was, I was going back to how I started DJing with the fraternity sorority parties. All these people that were, that were uh, at these fraternity sorority parties then got to recognizing me as a DJ and one of them I was on you guys might know this but other listeners don't know I was on like student government I was real involved in student government and I was vice president at the time and he was one of the senators but he was also in a fraternity and knew me from the fraternity parties and he was like I need a DJ I'm getting married and uh and he was like you ever done any weddings I was like no but I'm down Sweet. Like, I'll do your wedding, sure. And and it's it's crazy because I think back like the amount that I charged him was such a deal. Like weddings, <laughs> weddings, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like it, oh, it's yeah. expensive to hire yeah. a DJ for a wedding. Like, yeah. Again, going back to like you want to find somebody who is experienced and really good at. It. But this was my first one, yeah. and he was a friend. So I was like, all right, like we'll figure it out. And you know, you kind of learn as you go. I had been DJing, like I said, for three years, but there are still some things that you don't know about weddings just because you've DJed other stuff, fraternity sorority parties, maybe some a couple bars here and there. Like, you don't necessarily know about yeah. weddings. But, you know, we met, we went through, like, different details, and, and, and actually, leading up to that first wedding, 
I went to a wedding as a guest like maybe a month prior and I was like taking notes. I mean, I was like, really? <laughs> I got to figure out like everything yeah. that I need to do, you know. Um, so I you was right. I was, I was absolutely studying. I was, I was writing down like what types of songs is this DJ playing at this wedding? Like, because it's obviously way different than a fraternity well, yeah. party. <laughs> There's an art to it. Yeah. There's timing to it and you got to be on. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those deals where if, if no one notices you and they're just having fun and they're kicking back, it's like, all right, I did my job. Right, you, right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's no a big complaint. time element like, like that. Yeah, yeah, no complaints. I did it. You, know? you can make it or break it. I mean, I've been right. to weddings. I'm like, dang, that, that mm-hmm. did you, like, or the music mm-hmm. was amazing. And the other right. ones were like, Mwah, you yeah. know, like <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I mean, just like, yeah, no, it's so true. So true. And that's a crazy story there because like just, being a student of the game, like just going and showing up and like, how's this working? How, right. how can I replicate this? How can I make it better? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what makes entrepreneurs mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and you talked about like the connections that you were making and you were in student government mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It was all by design. Like, yeah. You were doing those things because, yes, you enjoyed it, but you, you had kind of an end game. Like I'm trying to figure out – what I want to do and how is this going to help me to, to yeah. get it's, this next it's step? It's interesting because I I sometimes think back and I'm like, I should have done things differently. But I went to the university not knowing what I wanted to major in. I came to the University of Nebraska partly because they had three different majors that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, not every school has every major or whatever. But Nebraska had the ones that I was – somewhat interested well now i have a degree that i don't use at all so what is it i have a german degree german (laughs) i was going i was planning to teach german (laughs) your degrees in are you serious that's a thing yeah that's a thing can you speak german (laughs) seems good what do you Uh, say pretty good pretty pretty well yeah oh pretty well (laughs) (laughs) um that seems so random yeah well and i was so i was an exchange student in high school oh lived in germany for a school year uh, still keep in touch with my host family here uh-huh. and there. I mean, not super often, but somewhat recently I FaceTimed one of my host brothers and stuff like that. And Do you got him on hopefully. Facebook? Yeah. We hosted, yeah, we, we hosted a, a guy from Spain and we, I, I see his posts regularly on Facebook, yep. just like anybody else. It's awesome yeah. being able to connect with those guys like that. Yeah. So I was originally planning to, uh, teach German. I was an education major with like German emphasis or whatever. And then I found out, kind of like you, finding out you were going to have a little one. So I was closer to graduating uh-huh. when I found out my son was going to be born. Okay. And are you sure he was yours? Yes. No. <laughs> Good one. Nice. And uh, well, sometimes I wonder now because he's so stinking smart. <laughs> way, way, way like smarter you know. than me. I've yeah, seen the picture. Yes, like he does. Yeah. Just and, had to. Uh, I had to. Anyway. Right. That was good. That was good. Oh She's so witty. <laughs> um, so I found out that he was going to be born. I still hadn't done any student teaching. But I was already making more money as a DJ, still in college, haven't graduated yet, more money than a teacher would make. So I was like, okay, Mm. I'm I'm having a great time. I'm making good money. And like, why, why am I going to go? Why am I going to finish this education degree? So I talked to the advisors and said, what's my fastest way out of here? I just need a degree. And that's why I took that summer course Hmm. because usually teachers – they take five years. I was taking like I was taking my time in college, and uh, so. I, but I really, if I had continued and done the student teaching, it probably would have been six years. But I didn't. I just wanted to get out of there and have my. Deg- I didn't want to spend five years in college and then go DJ and not even have that degree. Yes. I was yes. Like, Let me finish. get a degree. Yeah. Yes. So I did. I I had enough. I had already. When I when I first got to college, I tested into like three or four hundred level German because I had been an exchange student. Jeez. I knew German pretty well, almost like I won't say I was fluent, but like well, I lived, lived there, there. I lived there for a school year, so so I learned way more than I had ever learned in any class. And so then I was, you know, by the time I was in my fourth year of school, I think I was taking graduate level courses. You know, a lot of my, even as a freshman, if I remember right, my German class was a combined 
Like it was an undergrad course combined with some of the students in there were graduate students. Wow. So, yeah, I know some German. That's cool. Did you know that, Ben? I did not know that. Most people don't. I would. Okay. I, I had it on my list here to ask you what your degree was because I <laughs> figured it was not going to be what you're doing. Most people think I'm a business major or I was a yeah. business major. Business or, or communications or something right. like that. Nice. Yeah, Broadcasting. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I had that. In fact, you, you were only allowed to have a show on Karen U if you were a broadcasting major. Oh, really? <gasps> and, but I did because my, the co-host who started the show, she, she was. She did. Oh, but when she left, they just kept me on. Oh, just kind of grandpa. Okay. I just, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I had this show. Yeah, I remember I was like the only one in the in the. I remember driving around town hearing you. Really? Yeah, we we, we yeah. would literally like hang out, you know, at the house or whatever where yeah. all the guys were. It was Saturday nights. Yeah, seven to nine. We purposely chose that time slot because we thought. Well, it's kind of before people go out, they can be like getting ready yeah. and be listening. Yeah. 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 We would, uh, so we'd have that on the radio. Too I don't, funny. I mean, how many people listen to the radio anymore? But we would have the, ra- like the actual radio station, right? right? Pulled up right. and you're doing your thing. We're jamming. We're playing. Probably calling in and requesting songs. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Calling in and requesting songs. you listening to a boom box and you had to like <laughs> move the <laughs> dial? Probably. <laughs> we were playing foosball or whatever it is we're yeah. doing. Yeah, Fitch is on. What's going on? Like, what's the next song? Right. I think, and you... I took a lot of pride in the fact that, like, that radio station, not a lot of people listen to it, right? And in radio, you know, it, I don't know how it is now. I haven't done radio in a long time. But in radio at that time, instead of like, if they call, if somebody calls in for a request, it's not going to ring because you would hear it on the radio all the time. Just mm. like if we had yeah. a sure. phone in this studio right now, you you know. But the lights would light up, and. So our show was seven to nine, and if I would get in there a half an hour early, those lights wouldn't light up for that first 25 minutes. And then like five minutes before my show, boom, 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 lights lighting up, people calling in, because I promoted the heck out of that show. Mm-hmm. And it's still like one of the reasons I'm successful as a DJ when it comes to like the bar stuff that I do. I don't just show up and play music. Like I make sure that people come yeah. out. Like there's a there's a real value as a DJ, especially in the bar club type stuff, um, even concert type stuff. They want to see results. They want to see their numbers improve. Like the reason they're paying you maybe four or five hundred dollars is because they're hoping that they're going to see a thousand, yes. fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars extra in sales. Yeah. So they want attention. So, I mean, but it's so funny because that. That college radio station gig that I had, it was unpaid, like nothing, but I just enjoyed promoting it. Mm-hmm. I wanted all my friends to listen. I wanted right. everybody on campus. And it's funny, too, as an RA, kind of bringing all this stuff in, like, full circle, right? As an RA, I had access to, like, photocopy machines mm. and lamination, oh. like, stuff like that. So I was, like, I was nice. I was printing out flyers. There was no benefit. Like as a as a club DJ, you get benefit you get a, a benefit of promoting because maybe then you get paid more like the next the time. Next time. Okay. Yeah, like there's some sort of benefit. That radio show like I didn't get paid for it. I just wanted people to listen, right? I just yeah. enjoyed the fact that people would like tune in and my friends would call. But and, see, I think like, that's so cool yeah. that you But it did totally that. relates to it's still 23 yes. years later relates to what I do now. 100%. That, that, and that's, you know, kids there doing their thing, figuring out the tools that I have at my disposal. Right. Figuring it out. How motivated am I? Right. And how do I make this work? Right. You know what I mean? And, and and that's the thing is like we get so wrapped up in how does it benefit me? How sure. You know, how am I going to grow my pocketbook, you know, and so on and so forth. But it's not always about that, and especially when you're a kid in college and you're trying to find your way and you're trying to see how things work. Yeah. You're, you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, man. And I wanted to mention, too, like, um, I think you, you kind of made me think of this. You were saying something about, like, you knew what your goal was and this and that. Man, at that time, I thought I would maybe, even as I was graduating, I was like, ooh, this is a fun job. I'm making pretty good money. I think I was probably, like, 20, 21 at the time. Well, when I graduated, I think I was 22, maybe. I'm thinking, 
I could probably do this till I'm 29. At that age, you think of 30 as like so old. So mm-hmm. old. 30 is so Ancient. old, right? Ugh. So I'm thinking I could probably do this till I'm 29 and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do after that. I don't know, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to the teaching, like whatever, right? right? Here I am, 43, still doing it. I love the I love the idea. So like awesome. this is this is how I've always People li- keep hiring me. I don't know. This like, is how I've always lived my life as well. I I don't have a 20-year plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and, and I don't have only a tomorrow plan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next couple of years look like? Sure. But I know that no matter what it is, I'm going to make it work. Right. And I feel like that's kind of the mentality yeah. that you have. Well, and I've definitely transitioned. Like it's not that I don't do top 40 stuff anymore, but I found a couple niches. The wedding stuff, I've started to realize you don't you don't have to be this young like cool guy to be the wedding DJ. And that's where the best money is. Remember that guy I was telling you about at the beginning of the podcast that I was seeing and he was making like decent Mm -hmm. money? That guy is like 10 years older than me. I'm 43. I think he's maybe even more than 10 years older. I don't know how old he is. Okay. He's still doing it. So he's at least 53, 55 probably. You know, and he is like super successful at it. Like he makes good money. He's just good at it. Still mm-hmm. every weekend he could work. He could be working. I don't think he does because he, he's also a barber and stuff like that. And he has a wife and, you know, like he want, he doesn't want to spend every night doing like his DJ work. But if he wanted to, he could be working four nights a week, like DJing mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick what you said you'd rather do weddings for the money, but for the entertainment and like – the ease, like, would you rather be at a bar? Or oh, the bar you... stuff is way easier. Okay. Yeah, way less preparation. Weddings. You don't have to talk. Like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think mean, that's do. one thing that sets me apart too. Okay. Like, I'm not shy um, on the microphone. Like, I, I, whether it's a bar gig or a wedding gig, I'm not this overly cheesy guy who's like trying to make myself the focus. Yeah. But I'm also not the quiet guy who doesn't say a word on the mic. And that's where like, your radio gave you that experience. You found your voice. You got comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and, and over time even more so. And, but yeah. So, uh, time wise, I mean, we're getting pretty tight and we, we always try to kind of keep this within an hour, but sure. there, there's one other thing that I wanted to touch on. So let's spend like five, 10 minutes on it. Cause we've talked about everything that you've been doing and we talked about kind of from college on. Mm-hmm. So where where did you come from? Where did you start? How did you make your decision to get to the University of Nebraska? Mm. And and how did how did all that play out for you? Okay, um, so I I was born in Portland, Oregon. Okay, and grew up most of my childhood in Seattle, Washington. So a lot of people are like, "Well, how did you end up yeah. in Nebraska?" Right? Um, I my great grandma was living in Lincoln at the time. She had lived in Lincoln for I don't know how many years. I mean. I'm guesstimating like 25 to 40 years. I know that's a large window, but um, I know she had had, she had like season tickets to Husker football games for about that much time. Yeah. I mean, like she was big, big Husker fan. Um, So she was living in Lincoln. And then I also, both my parents are from Iowa, Midwest, you know, I had an aunt and uncle. So my mom's brother, they lived in Omaha with their kids, and one of those kids, my cousin, was already planning to go to Nebraska. And so I had these Nebraska ties, yeah, and specifically University of Nebraska ties. Um, it's funny because I look back, I think I've seen like some pictures of me, and I was on a vacation, and I'm wearing a Husker T-shirt, and you know, and I'm talking at like probably 12 years old, 13 yeah. years old, you know. Had no idea that I was going to be going to the University of Nebraska, but I, you know, I did have these ties. I, who knows who gave me that shirt? But um, so, so family connections with the University of Nebraska. It wasn't like the school that I was for sure going to go to by any means, but it was maybe on my top five. My, like my parents were very much like, oh, explore, like narrow it down. Fig, you know, mm-hmm. they were encouraging me to check out lots of options for schools, not just stay in Seattle, whatever. And 
And like I said, it was maybe in my top five. I wasn't the greatest student in high school, um, you know, good enough to get into college, but it wasn't like I was going to Ivy League, that's for sure. And I thought about playing college soccer, mm-hmm. um, was maybe going to stay in state and go to Western Washington University, smaller school. I, I don't even know how big the school is, but it's definitely not huge. But after I visited, I visited that school. I visited the University of uh, Nebraska and a couple other schools. Um, but at, at the end of the day, when I came to visit at the University of Nebraska, I fell in love with the campus and like the I got an aura about the people here. And it's funny because like everybody's like Nebraska people. It's like, oh, he's so nice and everything, you know, but some of the campuses that I showed up to, um, my dad would always line up a place for me to stay. He was in a fraternity and my uncle was in a fraternity and he was like, I got these connections like so that we don't have to pay for a hotel room. You stay at the fraternity, right? Yeah. Well, some of these fraternities that I would show up, I'd show up at noon on a Saturday, like get off a plane or train or something. I would travel to whatever school that I was thinking about going to. And like in high school, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning. I wasn't a partier. And some of these fraternities, I would show up at, at noon, like nobody's answering the door. And then finally, like after waiting outside for 10, 15 minutes, somebody finally comes to the door and oh open God. the door and it just smells like beer and puke. Just hung over. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I don't get the greatest vibe from this school. I don't yeah. know what it is, but yeah. I just don't feel like I'm going to be successful here. That's right? crazy, though. Did your dad not think that that would probably happen I at a no fraternity? Idea. No idea. No I mean, idea. it was good. That's smart thinking, right? Yeah, you don't but, have to pay for Right. It do, that doesn't happen at every fraternity. No. No, and that's yeah. the thing. Okay. So my dad was a beta at Iowa State, beta, theta, pi. So I stayed at the beta house at Nebraska. And I was, I think I was there on a weekend. I remember thinking, like, these guys are talking about studying and video games, right? And it just, there was, I mean, I'm sure there were some people in the fraternity that were, like, doing some drinking, but... The, the people that I happened to stay with that night, that weekend, mm-hmm. were kids who were, like, focused on school yeah. and, like, overall good kids, right? I come to school, and I, I didn't get involved in the fraternity system, Greek system, right away. Um, but I eventually obviously did. And come to find out, I learned later that Beta Theta Pi at the University of Nebraska happens to be, like, one of the highest GPAs on campus, right? Oh, and I didn't know that. and it could have been total luck, right? Like if I had happened to stay at one of the fraternities that was getting the good grades at Western Washington University. Actually, I don't think I stayed at any fraternity at that school. I didn't. I visited there during the day, but like some of these other schools, it's total luck. Yeah, you don't know which fraternities are like mm-hmm. focused on grades and which fraternities are focused on partying and this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the University of Nebraska, the Beta House happens to be really focused on like they have good students in their fraternity. Like and so that totally influenced me, but I didn't realize that until like after I got involved in the Greek system and then looking back on it three years later, like, oh, that's probably a big reason why I came to the University of Nebraska. Okay. Because I happened to get linked up with the fraternity that was like one or two in GPA, like, right. And I'm thinking I'm going to do well in school here at the university of Nebraska, but it was really like related to the total chance that I stayed with that particular fraternity. So were you the oldest in your family or no? No, I have an older brother. Oh, okay. So he was already, yeah, he went to the university of Michigan. Okay. And he was three and a half years older than me. I got you. So it was just you two growing up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole nother story to that, but okay. You but do. that's a whole nother po- podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll have, have you back. back. Yeah, Here, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you real quick. So I found out at a much older age that I have a half brother. Okay. But I didn't know that until I was like 37. Oh, really? Growing up, I had a brother. I gotcha. Okay. Well, that's a whole long story. So. Mm-hmm. And you have connections like... with this one half brother or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've met him a couple times now. Oh, I mean, cool. like, yeah. Well, there's all that. 33 and me, or what is it? 23 and me? Oh, I said 33. We're talking about like the genetics, like websites type thing. (laughs) That's what happens when you get older. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, what's it called? 
So I think we got one more matter of business here, don't we? We okay. do. We do. So, Nick, we appreciate it, man. Yeah. Like The story's super cool. It's fun to kind of hear all that comes up and how mm-hmm. people find their way. Um, I don't know. You guys, you guys have any other things you want to dig into on that? No, I, no I'm so glad yeah. to have you here and just kind of... It's cool to reminisce. Yeah, Absolutely. go through some of that stuff. But also, yep. I there's so many things I didn't know about your past and then coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Hopefully, the, the, the whole point is that hopefully it's, uh, you know, it's educational and inspirational for folks to, uh, yeah, to hear somebody who here's what they've done. Here's where right. they came from. Here's what they're into. And one how thing, they pulled it off. One thing about DJing, I'll kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to take too long on this, but but with DJing, so many people think it's such a cool job. And, and I do, too. It is a fun and cool job. Um, but it really has helped. You know, when people say, you can really do anything, like, I never thought that DJing could be, like, a career. It could be, like, a real moneymaker, pay all my bills with it, paid for my, a lot of my college. Yeah. Like, you really can if you put your mind to it. I mean, it's just beating a dead horse, like, repeating what we've all heard from our parents right. or whatever. But, like... If you really want to do something, you can totally do it. Mm-hmm. You just have to put your mind to it. But sometimes you don't. You hear that from people, but you don't believe it. Yeah, you gotta believe until you yeah. like you have to make it work. Yeah. And it's like, I hope my kids have really seen that from me. You know, realize like, yeah, they're seeing that you can make anything work. Yeah, you know, and hopefully they take that, and hopefully somebody listening to this podcast like takes that. Like, man, if that's something that I would enjoy doing. You can make it. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. You can probably make a living. You can find that something that you want to do, and and call it work, and somebody will pay for pay yeah. you to do it. Yeah. If, right? you, if like, you've got enough determination, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I, I think what a a good takeaway for me, based on what we we've been talking about here, is like sometimes you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing your thing. You're just trying to make a couple of things happen, right? But you, you've got that drive, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you realize, like, oh, man, like I've been doing this for a little bit, and right. this is working. Right. You know? I'll throw two more cents on it. You heard no from your board or, you know, your directors sure. there at the fraternity, and that's where it made you go to plan B and figure it out for mm-hmm. yourself. And that's what really, you know, that was a light bulb moment for you. For sure. But a lot of people hear no and like, oh, well, gosh darn it, I gave it a try. Well, and when you had said off – audio here you had said obviously covid probably hit, was was mm. tough for you you had to transition you had to figure other things out again that no the mm-hmm. all these things that was rough but you that figured it out time. like yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean you're not just defaulting on payments for a house or whatever oh, yeah. you made ends meet maybe it wasn't in exactly djing or whatever but i just feel like all these things Start it is hustling. so true yeah. though going yeah. back to you hear your parents saying this or whatever. Now we're the parents saying, just put the energy in, put right. the effort into yep. something. You got to be a hard worker, all these things. It's so true. I yep. mean, but that was, you did it. That was yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. kudos to you. Well, thanks. It's hard well, to understand. It's hard to have faith. It is. But yeah. you just got to grind it out. So. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, to kind of close this out, Nick, we've got um, a couple of things here. So you can see this sweet table you're sitting at. Yeah. Good buddy of mine built this thing, hand built this thing. And then we've got this cool little flag here in the middle. Yeah. This is made by the uh, Charred Chisel guys, so people can follow them okay. on social media if they want. They make um, these cool flags. They, they customize all these things. Obviously, they have our logo on it. But down here underneath this flag mm-hmm. is a little hidden compartment. Nice. Mm. Look at that. <laughs> boom, boom. So we've got a couple other groups that we work with, <coughs> excuse me, um, from a drink standpoint. <laughs> this is Cooper Chase. Nice. So these guys are out of West Point. Uh, Doug. West Point, Nebraska? West Point, yeah. Nebraska. You yeah. bet. I've done some weddings up there. There you go. Good old Nielsen Center. Oh, you, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, you've probably seen this liquor and never even realized it maybe because this is where they're at so cooper's chase straight out of nebraska local grains and stuff like that they man the stuff's good honestly you're about to try it so whether you know that or not <laughs> okay <laughs> and doug's a good guy doug's great we did a just we've done a couple episodes yeah. with him just launched one last week but um number two we have this other group that we work with 
Um, these boys make copper mugs. This company's called Handle Bend. Nice. So they handmade these things for us to fit in our little speakeasy. Handle Bend's out of O'Neill. O'Neill. Yeah. Right. Yep. I tell you what, like the guys who made this table, awesome. These cups, awesome. Money. Like, yeah. yeah. You're working Flag. with some good people, man. Awesome. This, this yeah, looks this like quality cool. stuff. The bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, this is I gonna, love the way, like, yeah. Yeah. you pushed on the table and, like, the secret compartment <laughs> Did you popped know? open. I had no <laughs> idea. Out, yeah. The whole time. You no idea. Okay, I, no I was idea. wondering. Oh, That's the whole point. We got to hit them with it. So, okay. first of all, we're going to do it's one thing. Cool. First of all, we're going to take a drink. Okay. And then we got one other thing. So, you a bourbon guy or a vodka guy? Um, Vodka only with... Well, if I'm mi- what do we have what, mixers? No, no, you're yeah. just gonna it's probably, shot. probably it's bourbon shot. then. Probably okay. bourbon. Okay, you know you're just <laughs> you can't go wrong. It. You can't go wrong <laughs> like, with wait a minute. The bourbon's good. I mean, unless you want to mix Take it with shots my, of vodka. You want to mix it with my rock star or something? This is lime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just do the bourbon. We'll do. The you bourbon. won't regret it. Yeah, just fine. do a little taste. Well, I'm gonna pour some vodka. Normally, the bourbon is the bourbon is my favorite. Like honestly, so I don't I don't know how many if if you. Like just drink straight up like some neat hard liquors at all, not but, too often. Here yeah, but I, bourbon is my favorite brown liquor, and these guys nail it. Well, I'm excited. Can to try uh, and have a DJs bit of this. take shots if people buy them for them? Good question. Do you drink much? You know, because people bring me so many shots, that's almost all I drink. Yeah. <gasps> Do you, you know, just throw I it usually, over your shoulder? Or? No, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really bad at turning down shots. Yeah. But I usually start out like if I'm at work, and it's funny, the, the pretty much the main time that I ever drink in my life is while I'm at work. <laughs> Most people are like, "That sounds backwards." <laughs> yeah. While totally. I'm at work. Like when I'm not at work, like I'm around alcohol all the time. It's so it's like when I'm yeah. not at work, usually yeah. I'm not. I don't drink. Yeah. I've got these bottles at my place. Like they've been sitting there forever. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Oh, funny. But, so let's have a quick cheers, and then we got one other quick thing. So appreciate you coming, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for nice coming to, to town. Us. Let's have a little taste. All right. Oh, jeez. Smooth. It's mm. good, man. That is good. good. You take a lot of shots, right? What do you think? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper's Chase. Mm-hmm. Cooper's Chase. Those boys nail it. I think a lot of that grain that they use to distill with comes out of the Beamer, Beamer, Nebraska elevator. Sure, okay. The elevator. There yeah. you go. Yeah, cool. So last thing, um, the Handle Bend boys – have gifted us things to give to our guests. Oh, really? So this I'm is walking for away you, with a gift. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Check this thing out. What do you think about that packaging? It's very nice. Let's so, see. What do we? What well, we... you're going to have a hard time opening it. You might okay. have to do it after the fact. So basically, this thing is. I mean, it's all nailed together. It's a crate. So they give you this uh, crowbar. This crowbar. Gotcha. To crank the thing open. Gotcha. So you're dealing with handmade copper cups inside there. Wow. These dudes really cool. literally. Are they like the same cups that we just. Yeah, but much bigger because these, ones, bigger. Are, these gotcha. ones are smaller for those our space. Are meant for that. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they make those things right in Nebraska. Like I said, handmade. It's cool stuff. So I'll walk away with a gift. Yeah. Let me know when you guys need it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this guy. Oh, shoot. We're going to have to get something else then, too. Uh, you know, we got a party coming up. We need a DJ, though. Yeah, yeah. Can we still get that yeah. 275 uh, price? Right, right. <laughs> Can we rewind 20 years? Hey, if it's for Ben and Morgan, like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'll take care of them. Oh right. my gosh! Cool. Yes. cool. This was a good one. Yeah. So I, I, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? No. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me and for sure, for fun sharing out. stories. And I'm glad you that. took the time. It's yeah. it's a it's a hike for you to get out here. But yeah, uh, the kids are outside. Somewhat on my way though. Roaming yeah. around on the four wheelers and we have to go make sure nobody. I got have hurt. to. Uh, I have to DJ in Ralston tonight. Okay. Anyway. Yep. There I mean, I know that's not exactly on the way, but it's also not for sure. Like, yep. it's not like I just drove out here and I'm driving straight back to home, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. yep, for sure. Cool, man. Well, let me play a little closing music and we'll get the heck out of here. All right. Later. Appreciate Peace. you guys.